You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's True Blood After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's True Blood After Show. Hi, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are doing the latest True Blood After Show. Are you excited? I'm just excited to hear your voice. That was awesome. Thank yeah, you. That was a very sultry entrance. Thank you very much, so showman. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. This is True Blood Season 5, Episode 5. It's very fortuitous numbers for us tonight. Let's boot and rally. And guess what? My wonderful co-host just taught me what that meant. I am Roth Cornett <laughs> here with... Hi, I'm Yerman Gurr. And I'm J.C. Rubio. As you can see, J.C. and Yerman did not send me the text about wearing my gray vest tonight. We didn't send it enough. Had I known. If you guys are not watching, they are both wearing matching, very sporty, very, very attractive uh, gray vests. Uh, this is the uh, first time that Yerman and I are out since the doctor separated us. <laughs> yes. yes so. Apparently, the uh, procedure didn't take, and mm. there have been some uh, complications. Well, this is, a, this is a little unusual for us, but just to get everybody up to speed about what's going on, two things are unusual this week. One is that our beautiful and wonderful co-host Jenna Bush had to have an emergency appendectomy. So let's send her lots of love. Mm-hmm. Her Twitter is at Jenna Bush, B-U-S-E-H, like mm-hmm. the beer, not the president. She would love to hear from you. So she's not here tonight, um, but she sends her well wishes to the true blood lovers of the world. And then also we were supposed to have a special guest tonight, a very, very, very special guest, mm-hmm. yes. Mr. Todd Lowe who is none other than Terry Bellafor, who we love very much on the show. He's delayed. We're hoping he's going to make it in, so we're going to sort of chat away about the episode, which was very full of things to talk about. Um, And then if he makes it in, we'll do a little interview with him, and it'll be awesome. If not, we'll reschedule him, and that will be equally, if not more, awesome. But we're going to have a great time tonight, so stay tuned in. Hey, and while you're at it, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Yes. Send us a little love on iTunes. Listen, last season, After Buzz was sort of starting out like you guys know, right. um, and there, <laughs> we think the other hosts were great, but we have a whole new season here. <laughs> so if you go to iTunes and you see some comments that are not about our current season, please go ahead and leave a lovely one about us because we read them all, and it makes us feel really good, and it helps our day. For sure, and definitely <laughs> with you guys leaving comments, we can answer them mm-hmm. possibly on future episodes if you have questions of the show, yeah. especially questions to possibly ask if we can't get Todd if Todd doesn't make it in time you know, yeah. maybe for a future episode so Absolutely. definitely just be just be really interactive with us and chat roll if you guys are watching us of course send us your questions and we'll see if we can answer them if we have time yes thank you thank you thank you thank you thank Welcome. you Jesse. so let's start out guys let's talk about a little la la business and the brouhaha so someone here has talked about a zombie Jesus 
who who that might who might that be? <laughs> I believe it was me. But listen, what do you what do you think about? Let's some questions have arisen. Okay, okay. Mm. I think in terms of what's going on with Lafayette, because it's clear that something is trying to get a hold of him, and he is called out. He is called out to, for help from Jesus. Jesus is obviously trying to make an appearance to give him that help, but someone is physically. Well, spiritually, physically, mm-hmm. not because <laughs> right. he's dead, but literally has sewed his lips shut so that he can't communicate mm-hmm. with Lafayette. Who is behind this? What has happened? What do you think? I think it's well. Obviously, Ruby Jean has yeah. sealed his lips sh- shut so that she, so that Jesus doesn't communicate with Lala. However, why though? You know, what, what I was wondering, I was under the impression that actually she was going to help bring them together. Because yeah, that was the one time that she saw Lala happy was when he was with Jesus. Right. Well, she said she said you know okay I'll tell him you know and I ha- where have you been. Mm-hmm. So I think that there may be, and I could be wrong on this, but I feel like there may be another party that's trying to keep Jesus from Lafayette. Oh, snap! <laughs> Who might that be? I, I, <laughs> yeah, that's news to me. Well, there's his whole family. There was his whole family that, that were sort of on the darker side of magic. Absolutely. You know? And he was at odds with that with yeah. that legacy. He was yeah. kind of wanting to step away from it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, if anything, they understand Lafayette has a lot of power. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a lot of natural power. Right. And that family is probably after it. They want to tap into that power. And so they're trying to take him over. You know, and it makes sense, actually, because I think Lala, has his storyline has, has been kind of light this season. Yeah, it has. You know, it, it, he's kind of fallen back and, you know, bringing up now Terry and all the other characters, you know, Tara being a, a vampire. Yeah. And he's kind of fallen to the side. So I think maybe Alan Ball and the team, they just want to, you know, bring his storyline back for the second half of the season, perhaps. Right. But it's so hard with so many storylines. Like I know. Yeah. But we're happy to see Ruby Jean, are we not? Absolutely. I mean, do you like yeah. this? Is this a character you guys are happy to revisit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that they're bringing. I, I like the fact that they'll bring back people. Um, just even if it's just for a little bit to let us know that that they are creating a complete world. Mm-hmm. It's not like we just have these glimpses of people and then they never come again. It's they 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 let you know that they're still around. This is a complete world that they've created, and these people are constantly in that world. It's not like you don't forget about them. They're there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I I mean I just I really feel like that that Jesus is trying to speak to Lafayette and mm-hmm. warn him about what it is this demon or this be- this demon spirit that's kind of after him mm-hmm. um, that wants to take over and use his power for very nefarious purposes it looks like like bleach in soup well didn't didn't <laughs> Jesus's right. family want Jesus to, to carry on the family legacy yes. because Jesus was also a no. very powerful a latently very powerful bruja yes or well, I'm sorry brujo brujo, brujo. brujo. so um, so the, the fact that all of a sudden his family is are, his family is exposed to uh, Lafayette, yeah, and they realize his latency and his power, right? Um, that totally fits in with what you were saying earlier about how they might be kind of coming after him, or various elements in that family we may not have even know about, yeah. are coming after for Lala now. Exactly, and you guys, it sort of plays into what we've said is one of the major themes of the season, which is your lineage, right? You right. know, 
maker and well I don't know if you you noticed I don't I don't know if they did a piece where they did that preview for the upcoming season where mm-hmm. they said where they said the hunted now become now become the, the hunter, the hunter. Yeah. right the hunted become the hunter now that could mean I love that you brought that up I, we'll probably have to circle back to that a sure. little bit but I feel like that could be about one of two things or both things it could be the human beings mm-hmm. right you know we've seen a little bit of that this episode right right rising up and or the fairies going after the vampires. I just don't know how they're going to divvy up enough time. Whose storyline is going to it's have gonna to take precedence? Yes. Maybe well we'll talk about, you know, Sam and Luna a little bit mm-hmm. later, but there's something's got to, you know, just take a, take se- a seat back right. because there's so many so many things going on this season. Well, the piece that doesn't totally fit to me actually is Lafayette. The other pieces are sort mm-hmm. of coming together in, in a more natural way. They feel they feel like they're kind of like flowing together a little bit. So I think Lafayette may continue to take a little bit of a backseat this season, only to emerge in a central storyline next season. I think they may be laying the groundwork for what may play out in a bigger way next season. I could okay. be wrong. No, I think that's a great theory. I think that's a great theory. It's very possible that they could be doing that. Yeah, I mean, because, well, definitely, I mean, the whole idea of the lineage is something mm-hmm. I think that they're playing with this season. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But let's let's talk about more lineage business. If, let's if do we can. Let's actually just instead, let's shake things up here and okay. move along to Jason yeah. and his lineage. Because this was a huge, we haven't talked that much about this, but this has been a huge shift for him. Absolutely. And as you can see in his performances too, there's a there's a quietness that he's he hasn't been able to display in his performances before, um, and it's really nice to see him kind of all of a sudden, maybe uh, just develop gravitas right before our very eyes. He's kind of settling into this role that he sees himself becoming more and more, you know, uh, uh, finding a place for himself. Like, okay, here's what I think I need to do. That, that kind of look in his eyes is great to see because up till now he has been kind of one dimensional in one way or another. I've always loved Jason. Let, yeah. I mean, I really look. I know all the boys are gonna think it's because you want to see him topless. Well, don't worry, you got your shot today. This, this episode, you weren't let down. You know, <laughs> yeah. again, I, I mean, I if you're gonna you if, that, if you're gonna wake up after fairies mess with you, you might as well wake up naked. You know what? Why not? The man has never let me down. He's. <laughs> he, I love this character because he is funny. He is so good hearted. I feel like Ryan Quantine's character is. His, I'm sorry, as a human being, okay. the actor as a human being, I feel like his character and his spirit, I, I really mean this, mm-hmm. shines through that character. So somebody else could have played this, and you would have thought this is like the most worthless douchebag ever. But because <laughs> so he, he made something ever, sure. He's Absolutely. so talented, and he's so good-hearted, I think, as a human. I mean, this is my guess, that mm-hmm. as a human being, he is legitimately a good-hearted person. And that comes through, and Jason is so good-hearted. Mm-hmm. How is this season, season five, different than season two because Jason's always always looking he's always looking for some sort of fulfillment he's always mm-hmm. been searching and yeah. I think you brought up a great point finding out about the fairies and now he's going to find out a little bit more about himself and the fact that he's it seems like he's this anger towards vampires is simmering once again like season yeah. two yeah. So, how are they different? Are they? Re- I don't want to say are they retreading season two and Jason's you know emotional arc, or what's different about it? That's a great question, and my my answer to that, me personally, would be something you alluded to already. Is I think it's a little bit of a different approach to it. In second season, it seemed like he was fine trying to find external things yeah. to concentrate on. I think this development now is coming from within. Mm-hmm. So before he was looking out around at everything around him to find out to to tell him yeah. or to let him know what his 
purpose might be. Yeah. Whereas now he's coming into decisions and and realizations about himself on his own. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And to your point, though, I think what what's what's that's that's really really an, an excellent point because. It is a little bit Fellowship of the Sunny, and uh-huh. Jason always has had a hostility toward the vampires, mm-hmm. other than Jessica, you know, right. and the connections he's made through Suki. But he has always had this hostility toward them, and he doesn't like them, and he doesn't trust them. Well, now he's pissed. Mm-hmm. But more than that, that dream, which was some creepy edible business with the mom, I was <laughs> yeah. like, this is maybe the most disturbing thing I've ever heard on True Blood. Really, I'm talking about Lorena's head spinning, everything, uh-huh. all of it. So disturbing. But what's really interesting is that they tied together his sort of like reckoning that he's having with himself with his maybe sexual addiction or where that's springing from and what happened to his family. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that anger is getting married together. And it's him deciding for himself what he's going to do about it, you know, and where he stands. Mm -hmm. Where does he go? I mean, I wanted to ask a quick question. Why? Why were they both naked? When, you know, Andy and Jason, when they besides the fact that this is true blood. Right. Okay. Because why not? We don't know, but they don't know. They don't know how they got home. And I asked this last week and I'm still trying to figure it out. And I believe you guys said possibly that they were in limbo. Yeah. Because why didn't time elapse for them? Right. Well, he makes an illusion, right? At one point, Jason is asking, he's like, what year is it? And I thought they were going to kind of let us know, okay, either no time has passed, but he, he just said, okay. And then we just were made to assume that. Everything's back normal. Time didn't yeah. necessarily pass away. But it may not be the same lapse of time because you guys were uh, making allusion to the fact that this bar, whatever this dimension or yeah. whatever it is, it's not the same as the fairy mm-hmm. world. It's so not. time obviously okay. may not pass the same way. Yeah, I don't think it is the fairy world. And I also don't think it's a refugee camp. I think it's a military installation. That's what I think it is. Really? Yes. I think it's nothing near a refugee camp. I think it is a straight up military installation and that we have not seen at all what the fairies are and that their microwave fingers, like yeah. Suki was calling them, which I loved, I feel like what they are doing there is gathering power. Hmm. And I feel like that they gather power through sex and they are glamming and gathering power and building an army and they are about to come out the war. on some fools for with the, some microwave stuff. Yeah, for the record, as a dude, <laughs> I would just like to say if that's what a military camp is like, <laughs> I want to go to there. <laughs> I agree. Thank you very little. Okay. Moving on. No, no. And there's a pre in next week's preview. You see them all. They're they're back at the strip bar, yeah. which is is that now? Is that run by Claude? Is well, in I the mean, books. that's what they're not making clear, right? Because okay. it is run by Claude in the books. Yeah. Okay. okay. Also, but Jason's parents are by FYI in the book. This is a spoiler. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to be spoiled for the books, skip ahead like a minute. Spoiler alert. Uh, la, 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 la. Spoiler alert. In the books, the fairies kill his parents, not the vampires. The fairies kill his. Thank you. And this is what I think, friends. The the fairies have lied to him. And that, in fact, the separate fairy faction did kill his parents, not the vampires, and that the fairies are straight up trying to take the vampires down from every angle available. And they're just pawns. I got it. Pawns. Yes. Because in next week's preview, they show they're back at the club and they're they're zapping. And it's. 
Okay, we're a bit of a nerd. I, I I did watch it. You know, like I got the East Coast feed. Yes. I paused. We we kept on DVR and we kept on rewinding it. And it's yeah. Jason that they're zapping. It looks like it's Jason. <laughs> I we were making. I was. You actually friends. tried to. <laughs> yeah, we were trying awesome. to figure it out. And I'm I'm almost positive it's Jason that they're trying. They're all they're they're zapping with their powers. That's so, that's interesting. So what it tells me is that he is on that hunt. He's trying to find out yeah. you know, what the fairies have, what knowledge you know, what yeah. nugget of knowledge to help them piece together what happened to his parents. That's interesting. Or that could be. I mean, it could be that they're trying to attack him, or it could be a transfer of power. Like, that oh, wow. Jason's going to be one of their weapons, and they may be giving him power that he, that Sookie has that he doesn't have. Oh, that's a nice twist. I like that Maybe. Right there. Once again, a place uh, More somewhere powers. that wants Jason, you know, somewhere where he's, he feels like he belongs. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he... I mean, the thing about Jason that I love, the, I love the way the show has developed him, because he fund, he remains who he is in, you know, in fundamental ways, like you're saying, like there's certain aspects of his character that re, that remain the same, which I enjoy when writers are able to do that, but he still develops just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, and I feel like this could be another one of those times where poor Jason is on the path to try and do the right thing and gets led astray by the wrong people. Well, that would be a great dichotomy for me as well as a viewer to see Sookie's fairy powers allow her to kind of become, you know, it, it allows her to unveil the the, the uh, basically her relationship with humanity. She's yeah. She becomes an integral part. She can delve into the human experience, whereas it would be great to see if Jason did have some sort of fairy powers awakened or given yeah. to him, that he would be made to be at odds with humanity. Yeah. So they're coming from their sister, brother. They both have fairy powers. One is basically embracing her humanity. The other one is, is against it. That would be a great thing That's to see. That's a great comic book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> read that comic book yeah um i really would i don't think that jason will ever go i just really think he's too good-hearted to to go up against humanity but he might go against the vampires and then get loose his way a little bit that way you know definitely think Mm -hmm. it's something towards the vampires yeah really you could see it seething underneath him yeah it's all throughout since all throughout the episode you could see it just just coming it's coming i think it's simmering in and speaking of sookie yes Let's speak of Sookie because he. Let's talk about the worst three way ever. Matter of fact, <laughs> it was not even a three way. It was a five way. It was Bill, Eric, Alcide, Sookie, and the throw up. Yes. By the way, okay. Explain to the explain to the listeners and the viewers what because I didn't know this. So explain what <laughs> I did Boot not know that means. Boot Rally is not necessarily. It may not be a, a commonly known thing. My interpretation of Boot Rally, I'd heard it for many years. It's the concept where you party way too hard, and all of a sudden you're sick, but you want to continue to party, so you boot, i.e., throw up. And you rally back to partying. Nasty business. Boot and rally. That is some. What's awesome is that there's a song out there that they played that's called Boot and Rally. That that song. I mean, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what happened anyway with All Seed? Finally, you think, and and we, we talked about it. That he ended up pulling a, also pulled a magic mic move on. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Like, oh. Somebody's using Whoa. their skills. Everybody, everybody, everybody. It was what I learned at stripper camp. I swear, <laughs> this is what Steven Soderbergh taught the man. He came back and he was like, "I'm on True Blood, and I'm going to throw some magic mic business up on Little Miss Anna Paquin." Because there was a moment there that I was like, "Hello." Right. His char- I won't say his character's name in the film because it's a it's it's a curse word. It's, no worries. It's Big D. <laughs> okay, fantastic. 
<laughs> Hopefully, y'all got that. Yes. Yes, he did pull some magic by business. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So, but what, he threw up. And then she threw up on him. I thought that was great. Yeah, and I, I literally thought they were gonna finally hook up. And yeah. They, they got us again. Literally, I literally. It's fantastic. You know why I liked it? Because because I think I love what the show is doing with Sookie this season. Because this is more of the Sookie that I had envisioned hmm. um, throughout when I was reading the books. And then so when the series started, I was like, this isn't really how I pictured Sookie. And I'm not just talking about physically. That's Physically, Anna Paquin wasn't how I pictured Sookie because mm-hmm. Sookie was like a brick house. That's what I heard. Yeah. I heard that she's more like Hadley, actually. She's she's more like Hadley. She's more like... A she's curvaceous. A, she's very curvaceous. Right, she's like, boom, You know, she's like... But but Anna Paquin's absolutely stunning, so she has that going for her and, and that's sort of similar, but... But I think it's more so, it's like alluding to what you're about to say about Sookie, is her character wasn't so uh, damsel in distress Not at all. In the books. Not I, at all. Yeah. No. Well, then this is actually coming, like you said, this is more towards that style. Because yeah. just when you least expect, when you expect her to be a little bit more of what she's been in the past, which is kind of more of a victim, it's great to see, you know, the three of them are yeah. barking at each other, literally. But that barking. was a great little scene. I love that moment. Great little scene when they're all just sitting there, rah, 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 yeah. rah, rah, rah. And she's, that, that in her head, that's yeah. how it's playing out, which she giggles to. That's yes. a lovely little moment yeah. that I thought for her yeah. as a character development. Then now she she's learning to find the humor in, you know, it must be Thursday. And then when when they're later on the episode, I love that little line where she's like, look, I've got to pee something fierce yeah, and I've got a hangover. So let's just get this done. Yeah. That, that kind of um, head, strong, the head strength. I don't, I don't know if that's a noun, but I just made it one. Okay. I love seeing that little character development. In yeah. Her. It's funny that you mentioned it that, you know, she made a joke of it must be Thursday. But in, in essence, actually, I think what she was saying is she's accepting her destiny. This she is really my life. is. This, she really is. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's exactly it. Just she accepts it. And. It is what it is. She's taking the bull by the horns. She's, you know, this independent, you know, she's had this independence all this season. Yeah. Well, it's been maybe like in true, in true blood in world, true it's like blood two weeks. In true blood world, it's like, like two week. weeks. It may be a week. Yeah, maybe not even that because in true blood world, I mean, we've maybe gone like a year hmm. in, in all of the seasons. Right. Yeah. But it's just seeing her take charge. Well, there charge. was the one yeah. year that she was in Fairyland. In Fairyland it's nice. So. She's she's actually get this. The, there's an element of Buffy. There's a Buffy esque yeah. element, element to her. A cheeky kind of acknowledgement that this is my destiny. Okay, let's get this. Yeah. Let's get this over with. Let's get it on. Well, I think I think too. The other thing is is that's great. Um, it, it, the character that you're talking about, the one she that's how Suki was. She was wry, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she would constantly be self deprecating and also making fun of other people. People. She, um, she, you know, she just, she was great. Like she just had that sense of humor. She had a sense of humility that was that this Suki I thought was missing for a while, where mm-hmm. she would just go up against the vampires and smack Eric way too early. She needed to <laughs> earn the. She needed to earn the point where she was like, you know what, I'm the one with the microwave fingers, so it looks like I'm saving y'all. But she still understands the danger that she's in. Like I just think she's reached the end of her rope with the BS, mm-hmm. and now she's coming into her own to a character I really want to get behind. Absolutely. See, and, and so in, in essence, maybe Alan Ball played it right because he made us wait so long to gradually grow into that character that we've read in the books. No, I, no, I wish they would have done it earlier. Okay. I mean, I'll tell you the truth because there was a long period of time with Sookie that I felt like the whole... Um, I, I like Anna Paquin a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I obviously like the show a lot because I've been talking about it for five years. Um, but... I, what I thought thought was missing was that she would get a little 
holier than thou mm-hmm. and that she and Bill would sort of preachify here and there and I thought mm-hmm. that's not in her character she's not like that she's just really like she's the type of person that's like crawling through the swamp land having been attacked by a wolf and she sits down and she's like you know what I'm really considering throwing a fit right now yeah but I'm not going to. Let's just go do this shit. And she knows no matter what she does, no matter where she goes, these people, will ne- these vampires will never leave her alone. That's yeah. an interesting point you just made up uh, or that you just brought up. And I was thinking to myself as you were saying it, that it seems like they kind of had uh, Tara kind of take over that. Look at all this stuff that's happening to me. I'm going to throw a fit right about now. Whereas you were seeing, uh, you know, Anna Paquin portraying Suki kind of more as a person with a little bit more of a victim complex component to yeah. it. Now Tara is is in her own world trying to figure out what the heck she's doing. So now it's nice to see kind of Suki away from her shadow, being like, okay, look at all this stuff happening to me. Let's go figure Let's something out. Yeah. I'm snapping my fingers yeah. for everybody who can't see that, but I, it's it's a really interesting point that you brought that up, and I definitely agree with it. Yeah, for sure. And so, what did you guys think about her? And we called it the Scooby Doo Bunch. It was. It was like it was <laughs> like search for Russell. It, yeah, it and was like an awesome Scooby too. gang. Like that is a Scooby gang that I can get on board with. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Any day of the week, um, I would climb that Scooby gang like a tree. <laughs> I'm sure because you're referring to Eric and Alcide and yeah, and I'm Russell gonna, too. Really? Not not so much Russell. No, a little bit Ooh. less. A little bit less. So. When you guys saw the I bits, love Russell though. Yeah, when you guys saw the bits. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't know if anybody else got this, but did any of you, when you're watching her uh, follow her, uh, the guy's visions, um, hello, the construction worker, the mm-hmm. head, the guy. Yeah. Does, does, did Russell not give you a slight Voldemort-esque look? I mean, let's face it. He's small. He's red. He's in a blanket. No? Voldemort? Harry Potter? Nobody? I, yeah, not I besides mean, me? No, believe me. I I crashed a wedding in order to... <laughs> Jenna's texting us. Um, yeah. I crashed a wedding in order to get the seri- seventh Harry Potter book. I, I I could see some Voldemort. I, I, I could see that a little bit. But I'm just saying. It had a hint of it to me. Le- well, since we're here, let's talk about who the woman is Ugh, yeah it's salome come on oh, thank you okay someone said it was nora i was like no, no. It's, it's salome it's salome well, it would be hard for nora to be doing that she's in a cell getting hit by uv lights every time no no, no 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 but when they did oh the you're talking about before was yeah. that well yeah. are we assuming that that happened are we assuming that that happened before they all got caught um, yeah, this. I, yes, I'm assuming I'm that. In my timeline? Yeah, it's yeah, quite possible. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, and I'm, I'm absolutely assuming that it's Salome because mm-hmm. this is what I love about the Salome character. I feel like she is so brilliant. She is taking over mm-hmm. from the inside and the outside. Right. Are you sure it's? Uh, are you sure her name is Salome? No. What, what do you think her name is? Could it, could it be Lilith? That's what I'm thinking. You think so? I think she's Lilith. Oh, dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. so the whole story she told about her childhood as Salome was inaccurate. I mean, or it, it was her childhood happen. as Lilith, or her child. Except that that was what happened with Salome with John the Baptist, right? Because course, well, I mean, oh, maybe oh. it didn't. There, there's there have been interviews with um, with Salome. The, uh, I forget, is it Valentina who, uh, uh-huh. Surti, I believe. I who, think so. Who plays yeah. who plays Salome? And she says that Lilith has been seen. We just don't know who she is yet. She's she's made her presence known already. 
Lilith has made her presence known, mm-hmm. but we don't know who she is. So that leads me to believe it could possibly be Sal. Well, that I mean, that would be a phenomenal. It would be a great, great theory. It's it, and heaven knows they haven't. They've done everything to allude to all that. Yeah, you know, be, between the special nature of Salome's relationship with Nora, yeah, the fact that she's the only one that knows Nora's connection to Eric, right, and the fact that when she was, you know, uh, crossing her heart and hope to die, that she would never tell Nora's secret. There was that moment when she breathes into her ear, and, and yes. Nora's crying as if, you know, a child would. Do they consider themselves daughter and mother? Yes. That whole, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Plus, like you said, she's definitely working stuff from the inside. There's all kinds of things going on with her eyes and subtext when she's talking to Roman. Well, there's another lady who is in the vampire authority that could be. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, you don't think so? I don't think so. Especially last week we uh, we mentioned, you know, I thought that she had unearthed Russell. Yeah. And her, I, feel, I believe Jenna said her arc was only for five or six episodes. Yeah. Okay, so then that would not be Lilith. So let's let's take down our possibilities. So could it be Nora? No. no. Because Eric's known her. The right. whole time, right? And there would be there there would be some sort of connection there. And plus, we saw too in the preview that she was the one that said it's finally happening. She's a worshiper. Mm-hmm. You can tell right. this is a yes. follower, not a leader. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So could it be somebody that we don't know from the authority? The only two people own oh, the authority uh-huh. that are, that are not in the authority could that they could, would surpri- a surprise yeah, individual a surprise that comes individual out of nowhere. That would be difficult. That thing. we've seen, but not much of. Did we talk about it last week? Possibly, and I don't think it's this person, but if we're just throwing out names, Pam? No. Yeah, we did talk about I that. I like that, though. I mean, if we're just... No, you, I believe it was... Yeah, you threw it well, out. She, well, she... I said We made that the illusion that she, you... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think you'd said that Pam could be a sanguinista. Well, that her... I, I think she could be swayed that way. Mm-hmm. I think she could be swayed that way. Yes, I do. Um, Since so she's been released by Eric and whatnot... Yeah. You know, that could build, you know, the love that they had and now they've just become mortal enemies. Yeah. But it, it would destroy the fabric of the show for me, I think, because it's just their relationship was so beautiful. Wait, you're yeah. so beautiful. I'm sorry. You're saying Pam could be mortal enemies with Eric? Yes. I don't think that. I don't think they developed that. I think they developed exactly the opposite, that they're released, but they'll still be loyal to each right. other until yeah. the end. No, no. The only reason, because we're throwing out names and it has to be a woman oh, that, okay. yes, that pulled Russell out. So okay. I'm thinking it's either Lilith or, I mean, Lilith, Salome, Salome. Uh-huh. or Pam. Okay. So... Let's let's put a pin on this for a minute, guys, and put on our thinking caps, and let's talk about Amazon for, for just a quick second. Because, you guys, hey, if you shop on Amazon, and who doesn't? I mean, literally everyone does. This is true. Because Jenna will get drunk, as she's talked about quite often, and buy things like swords and ballet slippers and things like that. Um, I will always buy media. So I pr- pretty much always buy books or um, movies on Amazon. But if you like to buy things on Amazon, and we know you do, go ahead and do us a solid and go to the AfterBuzz site, click on the Amazon banner, and do your shopping that way because we get goodies and then we get to keep doing things like the show. Um, we love doing the show. We love doing... You guys do a few shows. We do Eureka yeah. as well. We love doing this. It's a lot of fun. But as much as we love bringing it to you for absolutely free, things cost money in life. And so this is just a way for you to help support us really easy way with something you're going to do anyway. I got a big Absolutely. I got a big screen through Amazon. So You did? Yes, so did I. So this is like two years ago, but if I buy another one, I'll yeah. go through AfterBuzz. I wonder how much, ooh, that'd be, uh, that'd, that'd, that'd be, that'd that would be, be pretty, pretty good. good awesome. yeah. I did the exact same thing <laughs> and thought the same thing. I was like, I should have just waited another month before buying that big screen because I, I guarantee you that would have been an awesome little kickback. Maybe you could return it and then rebuy it and buy it through the banner. I know that's a lot of work, but I hey. still have all the you packaging. You might be able to do that. You guys, please support afterwards. 
Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to. So Miss Jenna has texted us yeah. to, to say she the, the hospital which she is in does not have HBO. She's very sad. She didn't oh, get to see the episode rip. yet. Otherwise, she was going to call in and say hello to herself. But she says hello and she sends her love to everyone. Hi, Jenna. And what I happen to know her her purchase this week on Amazon was. What did she buy? Well, you guys, last week she talked a little bit about bacon chocolate. Yeah chocolate with bacon in it and she bought us all some bacon with chocolate chocolate with bacon pardon me and I forgot it I'm so sorry because I was going well in my defense I was going between feeding her animals and taking them out for walks and going to the hospital where she was so I in the midst of all that forgot but we will make sure to have it the very next we seriously need to reconsider your decision making paradigm we really she she bought (laughs) some for me I mean yeah did she buy some from Ben you got three right. dudes here, all looking for bacon chocolate. Yes. Let's let's get okay. it. Let's yes. get it done. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about this. Okay, so we're pretty. I'm pretty convinced that Salome is is our culprit, and that Salome is a mad genius because what she did. This is what I think is really great about the authority storyline, and we've talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is that they're kind of looking at this idea that, and this is where Jason, I think, is his journey is going to go to a little bit. Okay. Is is this idea that. If you're too dogmatic, even if you're on have the right idea, you go to the wrong place ultimately. If you're too extreme, so you know, so even that's been a reoccurring theme. That's been a reoccurring Steve theme. Steve Newland, um, you, you name it. Let's see who else can be. There's a um, few characters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been reoccurring. Y- even the Maynard. Exactly. You know, she was so committed, and at the yeah. end, it turned out to be not what she thought was going to happen. Right, exactly. So I think that that has been a reoccurring theme, but I think that what's brilliant about what Salome is doing is she's actually saying something really legitimate. So on the outside, we assume that she's the one sort of getting Russell out of the ground mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and wanting to, on the outside, create a uprising, mm-hmm. you know, right. a real uprising with him as the figurehead. But on the inside, what she's saying to Roman, because Roman's being so extreme and so dogmatic and probably going down ultimately not such a great path. Yeah. But what they're raising questions about is she says, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not telling you to kowtow to the extremists. I'm just saying throw them a little boat. And yes. so it's, yeah. that's the way she's sort of trying to chip away at it. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I, she may be Lilith, but, but I somehow would be surprised if they made it that easy. You know? I really would. Now that you explained it that way, yeah, it, it does make sense that it would, they never do anything too easy. It's not an yeah. easy way out. I mean, we're a little too savvy and we'd be like, oh, is that, is that the way you guys solve it? No, but it's got to be. Who else could be Lilith? Well, my my only other thought about any of this, and and I keep having this feeling that that the fairies are are responsible for a lot more than we think that they are. I'm not saying that one of the fairies is is Lilith at all, mm-hmm. but um, I my only other thought about Russell was that it's actually not um, that it's maybe if it's not Salome, which I do think it is, but if it's not Salome, then it's the fairies that let him out, and that they did so to get them to tear themselves apart from the um, to, start from, to start a war yeah. in the vampire community so then they can come in and wipe them out really easily. Wow. That's, that's kind of what I feel like they... I, that's, I love that theory. Right? Wouldn't I, that be I, cool if that ended be, up happening? It would be very cool and a nice way to blend in what we were already kind of wondering about is with that fairy component. Like, where is that storyline going? We've all of a sudden revisited again. And and I don't know that you, uh, you and Jenna were talking about how it's being taken a little different direction in the books. And it's not exactly making sense. Like, what are they there for? What's their agenda? But this would be a nice way of bringing them into the, fo- bringing them into the fold. 
and make, having it all make sense. Right. Wouldn't you say this season's actually very yeah. similar to season one with the in- amount of intrigue? Yes. Yes. Which is what drew us to this show, yeah. that first season in the first place, which we then ended up missing a little bit with yeah. other people becoming the major antagonists for that yeah. season. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, yeah, yeah, I think that you're absolutely right. It's tapping back into this idea of a large mystery. And I, I, I and it's also bringing in the elements that happened in the other seasons by having everybody kind of play in a part. Because, uh, you know, Renee was one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one really simple, clear thing. This is a lot of different arms to it and uh-huh. elements to it. I mean, here's, here's the other question, you guys, and I know we were talking about this. We did see at the end, okay, I think, and this is what I said earlier before I even saw the preview, that Russell was faking how weak he was. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he's probably operating at like 75, 80%. And he's acting Which like Which is like at, 150% for some younger vampires. Which, is, three, which the, is about 150% yeah. for anyone else in that Right. Room. He's yeah. 3,000 years old, right? Yeah. Remind me, quick question. And How old is Roman again? That's a good question. I, be, I, th- I thought he was... I may be way off. I read somewhere. I thought he was only, he was actually young. I yeah. thought he was only like 500 years old. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I actually don't know off the top of my Let's head. See, I'm looking at chat roll right now, see if they can yeah, answer. If, if you guys, yeah, if send you guys us, know. Yeah, send us the age if you guys know for sure. Well, yeah. along the same lines, that's what I would ask uh, to you guys as well is as far as, in, in my opinion, the way that they've set up this concept of, you know, vampires and age and strength becoming of that age, I would just wonder if Salome would. Would befit a Lilith like would I mean, it just seems like she's still a little more um, connected to humanity, the human experience, oh, the, no. the revenge that she does because it's kind of like something like um, with the way they handled it in Queen of the Dam, for example. Uh-huh. By the time the first came along, yeah, she, was she was frozen, raw power incarnate. Yeah, even when she was finally let you know yeah. uh, reawakened. Yeah, when she... uh, now is do you guys feel like Salome has kind of established herself as someone who would befit that role, or is the True Blood Compendium setting up? Lilith as a similar kind of character or something altogether different like not necessarily this end all be all character but someone more accessible I don't know that's a that's a that's a really good question because you're right in Queen of the Damned I mean the first was like a whole other entity you right. know what I mean and 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 that's certain that's a different mythology right um but it would, you know, you're talking about someone that is as if if their theories are to be believed right, okay. um, as old as uh, the earth itself, mm-hmm. you know, so kind of, kind of. Don't you people ever die? <laughs> I don't know what it said. I don't know either. I was, don't you people ever stop? Die. Oh. Oh. Don't you people ever die? Oh, die. Don't you, no. people, don't you people ever die? die. No, oh, no, no. I mean, that's, I, I don't know. I, I think that Salome is, yeah, that's a really good point. But, but if we've seen her, who else would it be? Yeah, that's right. a good, I mean, that's the thing is I'm trying to figure out if there's anybody that they would bring out of the woodwork that we haven't seen or or has just maybe been alluded to. And that would be yet another like is how many different people are you going to bring into the fold? Yeah, exactly. At that point, how many can you really bring into the right. fold? So we're hoping that it's a character. And you guys go ahead and and, and leave your comments and, and let us know your uh, yeah, theories sure. about sure. that. Um, but we'll move on. Let's talk about why um, why Alcide wolfed out. At the very end of the episode yeah. with Russell, uh, I can't go. I I I, I can't go there without it being a spoiler. Okay. So I, 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 I mean, here's one thing we know, and I don't know that if this is connected, but I'll just throw it out there. We know for a fact that um, Russell 
had control of wolves, Mm -hmm. you know, and so but he didn't have control of Alcide. But I'm wondering if there is some residual way that he got control of Alcide. I don't know how he would have done it. It has to be maybe someone, um, what I'm thinking, someone close to Alcide or some, something from his past, perhaps. Yeah, maybe something from his past. Possible spoiler. <laughs> All right. Well, but, that, but that's not to say it. So, quick question. Did Alcide wolf out because of some other? I mean, obviously, he at one point senses and senses wolves have been here. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. is he in, in, you know, in reaction to the fact that he sees something that we just haven't seen yet? Or is yeah. it something that's being, that he's being made to do because of possible Russell Edgington powers? Yeah, I don't know. Or some kind of power that's there. Here's the thing. Russell Edgington used wolves to protect him. Right. We know that. And we know that you're not going to have gone to all the trouble of digging Russell Edgington up and nursing him back to life with all of these human shadow and then not le- and leave him unprotected. Right. You're going to have him protected. So my my thought is that there are some wolves up in that business mm-hmm. that were already there that were protecting him and mm-hmm. it's possible that one of the other wolves through some connection that may exist has enough control over Alcy to command him to go wolf. Oh, hell to the law. <laughs> oh, hell to the yes. Yes. That's right. Oh, hell to the yes. Now, and speaking of wolves and let's what about um, Sam and Emma and Let's talk about that. Luna. Cutest baby that, wolf ever. That was huge. That, oh, that was huge. Siberian, Siberian husky, right? A little baby wolf. I, yeah, I think it was or, a baby. I, I think. Maybe. I think it was a Siberian husky. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. Big, 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 big. I thought you said bing. Big, <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Big. Okay. Do you think... I think it's the Frog Brothers. I think, I think it's, it's the Frog Brothers, I too. think that's, you know, isn't it similar to the books? There was a killer. Um, yeah. Well, in the books, there was more. And this is this is what we're saying. It ties into kind of some of the themes of the show. There was definitely a segment of the human population that was bigoted towards soups. Mm-hmm. You know, they, and they're using that language now, soups, yeah. for supernaturals. Um, and that went out and, and did. And that would happen. We know that that would, unfortunately and, and sadly enough, happen in our world. Right, you know, there would be people that did that. And sure. to bring us bring us up to date, we the the Frog Brother. It was the gentleman who run he ran the, the yeah out, that little shop to kill vampires, right? Yeah, well, or in his in his language, protect yourself from yes. them. Yes, yeah. So, and we see him in the preview for next week as well. So you're like, okay, I'm kind of putting it together. I it may not be, but it seems it's alluding to the fact that this is these are the guys behind the the yeah. the, the the shifters, you know, being killed and yeah. just about because just the bullets, even the bullets are shooting them with are wooden bullets right and yes. they're, and they're and they've got silver in them inside so. so they would kill a Both. vampire they would kill a werewolf, a werewolf they would right. kill a shifter they would kill any kind of supernatural they're designed that way yeah and i think it's it's really it's like a hate crime is what i'm taking as it's just a straight up full-on mm-hmm. hate crime and i think probably um that emma's gonna run to her pack because she's scared she's gonna run to her grandma and then sam's gonna have a fight on his hands to get her back because right. he doesn't want them her race with Luna's because I think Luna's dead. Ugh, I do. It's that sad. breaks my heart. I, I, I love Luna. I do. I, I have know. that same feeling for Luna as you have for Eric. I'll yeah. see Bill. <laughs> She's every- beautiful. <sighs> but I love Luna too. I mean, I really like that character. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I think it's really sad for Sam. Yeah, because especially how they had left off. Yeah. You know, you know she was protecting Emma a, a few weeks ago, yeah. and she, you knew she wasn't in the right place. She, she, I mean, she was protecting her child. She had a lot of stuff going on and if this is the way she died it, it was almost with some unresolved you know yeah there were there, there were a few things that weren't resolved between her and Sam right and it's a shame for her to just 
be killed like that. I know and it's it's a shame. It's a shame for for her. Oh my goodness, uh, we have to move on to some other things too. It's really a shame sure. because we really like her character a lot. Um, but but I actually, as a story arc, I think it's going to be. I know the sterile things there, but I do think it's going to be an interesting thing for Sam to kind of have to reconcile himself to not only that grief, but we've talked about how the season is all about lineage and parenting, and to wrestle between the fact that he's now going to probably want to take care of Emma and do as as Luna would have wanted for her daughter, mm-hmm. which is not to be raised by wolves. Fantastic. But, point, yeah. but the, the conflict and the tension is going to be she's a wolf. Right. And she's going to need that pack to some degree. And that pack is probably applies some sort of pressure. Yeah. Obviously. So speaking of lineage, and then we have to wrap up with, with what happened to Terry this week because it's so Yes, huge. we have to talk about Terry. But let's touch on Tara, Pam, and um, Hoyt because... <laughs> you know what I loved about this? I loved that they crafted it so that Jessica and Tara became like best girlfriends mm-hmm. for right. about two minutes seconds. before she went after her man. And yeah. I was like, this is some amazing, intense vampire girl business. Right. That's some intense hair pulling. No, and, and the neat thing is that you notice it's all the ancillary characters. Yeah. Their stories are coming. It seems like they're the leads this season. Yeah. For me, yeah. compared to like, I know Bill and Sookie, and we've got all that going on with them. But it's just neat seeing like Jessica's role being yeah. there for Jason. Be, you know, just being what? Where, where's Newland? You know, I'm sure yeah. the interactions. Oh, he'll pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah but for just sure. Jessica has so many things to do this season. Yeah, and I think that's fantastic. And she's she actually started tra- somewhat training Tara. You could say. Yeah, she did. Well, I love that moment because you could tell for sure that these two probably don't have anybody else to talk to. I mean, they mm-hmm. really don't have anybody but each other. And I loved how they kind of like you know because Tara's such a tough cookie but she let her guard down in that moment and she was Mm -hmm. like okay it was great and and wasn't this amazing and and you would want someone to share that bonding experience with and of course what happens when some dude gets up in there and messes it up right away Hoyt is on a path of self-destruction yes he is now do you think he he, do you think that's going to get messed up that dynamic that they're or are they going to get over it Oh, no. no. That friendship lasted about that long. <laughs> that's done. So you, it's done and done, really. I, you know, that's funny. I was talking to somebody else about it. I, I hope not, because I actually really liked that moment, and I think they need each other more than either one of them needs to be messing with Hoyt. And I love Hoyt as a character, right. and I'm sad that he's going down this path, and I hope that it works out for him. But I think they need each other. I mean, I really think they need that friendship more than they need to be dating Hoyt right. at this point in their existence. And they have know? an eternity that they're going to share on this planet so they, they got to figure out how to kind of make it work they out. do yeah. and they have no one else they to have talk no companions, to really. they have no right. real companions i really think they need each other and when they fought those this is the interesting thing really quickly though technically speaking i mean jessica should be a lot stronger than tara because she's and more well trained and mm-hmm. more well trained her in combat right. but tara was such a fighter in her real like human life that they're oddly evenly matched right. yeah you don't mess with street you don't and then of course there's pam coming in and we thought they were going to have a maternal dynamic less so this week so yeah. much for that yeah less i told so. you she, it's the kenny powers parent if other <laughs> you, <show. laughs> you called it i'm telling you so awesome. yeah who knows what's gonna happen with them you know i I, I don't know. I just there's so many characters. Literally, I don't know what to say to, about them. I know. And I want to move on to Terry. Yeah, I just let's want move him on. To please. Lose, okay, we have to move on to Terry. But I will say this: 
I I do hope that whatever happens between Tara and Pam comes back to a little bit more of the maternal sort of exploration because I think we need that and they need that. Um, And I the Scooby Gang, as far as they're concerned, I love speaking of tensions in the bro and sister romances, yeah, cismans and bromances. Um, I do like that. Eric and Bill were like, I don't trust Nora. You know, well, I don't trust you, and I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm glad that that tension between them is coming it's still up. still there. And it's still there. As much as they're having fun in the byplay mm-hmm. and the joking, that's a real dynamic. That's yeah. a real relationship. I think the writers are doing an excellent job with that storyline. Yeah. Okay. Terry, you guys, this is the Ooh. event of the night. Absolutely. Terry killed someone in cold blood. Well, he was ordered to do so. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Technically. He whoa. was he was ordered to do it. He that, was ordered to do that by a superior officer. Is that your real answer? Like, my God. Absolutely. They do, they do experiments about how entire genocides happen because people have that mentality. Well, I'm, you, not saying, I'm, not, I'm just saying what happened. I, it's, an, he, I, I, he, it's an order. He has to follow an order. No, he doesn't. Well, you no, he always doesn't. Have not choice. as a soldier. Yeah, you're, you're you supposed to be able to question a moral life. order. Okay. There's there's always choice. You, exactly. You can defy that order and you I mean, he probably get killed for it, but you can defy that order and then bring it up in a in a um, sorry, in military court. And I yeah, no, I mean, that's a fascinating thing that you said, because I think that that's for most people how the there are literally entire experiments done about how human beings will follow orders to a to an alarming degree right. mm-hmm. in the face of... And this is a really heightened circumstances because they've already killed these people and they've already done murder and right. there are drugs and it's crazy. But I think that Car- Terry's character had been established for years and years and years as being a damaged but fundamentally good human being. And now what do we think? Now what do we think about his character? I still think I still think the same. He was just put okay. in a position that you know that he 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 made a choice. It, it was the wrong one, but then again, he's human, right? And that's what I mean. I, I it does my opinion doesn't change of Terry's character. Okay. I I do see. I know. I no, I mean, I'm not saying wrong. I'm just saying no, no, no. But I just see that given the situation, they were drunk. They were they were on LSD. Yeah, they, there yeah, was just true. so many yeah. things going on at the level. And when you're in that war zone, you know, friends of mine that were in the war, I just yeah. The, well, my brother ne- was in the military too. Yeah, it, it does change you. It's n- you're never the same. So, I mean, given that situation, that's what happened. So now he, they're all paying the price for that. Which is how do you is it Ifriti? if Ifrit 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 Ifrit. Well, let's let's talk about Terry and then let's talk about that because okay, sure. I think that's cool. Um, <laughs> I actually do. What's but but with Terry, I mean, I'm just curious because when I watched it, I went like because you guys know Jenna and I listen. We have been talking about this character for a long time. We have we have we had a running joke. I'm going to marry Terry. No, I'm going to marry Terry. Okay, we'll be sister wives. I think that's why um, he's running behind. He yes, was... um, but he may be. We maybe scared him a little bit, um, but it's okay, Todd. We won't stalk you. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay. So I. This is what I think. I, I had really mixed feelings because on that level that I was attached to this character, um, I felt brokenhearted to see that he did that. But to your point, I thought, would I do anything different? I don't know. In those circumstances, right. I really feel like it's so human to, in that moment, make that tragic decision. And the level of his damage and the level of his mental, the PTSD and the level of his emotional damage and the degree to which he wants to be a good man, he is desperate 
it to be a good man suddenly makes so much sense. Yeah. And I think if Alan Ball knew this all along, my God, this has been an amazing development. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with, with uh, Roth on this one. And I, it's interesting because I, I assumed exactly the opposite of you is I assumed mm-hmm. that this was what has had actually happened. Okay. I assumed that and, and thought that it would make much more sense to me that, that because of that desperation, because he wanted so much to just have a very simple life, yeah. just be a good man and just cook meals and sure. have a wife mm-hmm. that and be he had, great yeah, to and her. be great to and that there had been some very serious darkness in his past yeah. which now finally gets validated whether or not I'm you know you're behind it or on board with it is one thing but I just actually assumed that that he's not that I, I don't think that he's not a good guy Todd you're a great guy I'm just saying yeah. um, it's not it's Terry, not that I don't mm-hmm. think that you know uh, Terry or Todd you know in his portrayal that he wasn't good I yeah. just think that you know even bad things happen to good people like you said mm-hmm. people make people are Tragic. putting Horrible yeah, people mistakes. are put in circumstances where they have to make a judgment call. And plenty of times people make the other call. Right. That's true. I mean, it's just it's it's oddly this is probably maybe my favorite storyline that True Blood has done because I think it's so rich, like in terms of um, it's complex. And I, I have a very complex, I guess, or nuanced reaction to it, which mm-hmm. I think is great when you're watching a television show. And I, it makes me question, you know, sort of my own humanity and what I would mm-hmm. do and then why other people do what they do. And it's in that moment that you you can, in a moment, make a decision like that that will affect the rest of your... You're never coming back from yeah, that. You're right. never, never, you're never, 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 never coming back from that. I would... I mean, I would probably melt down right there and just die. But, like, you're never coming back from having done something like that. Well, but that's not to say that that whole experience... I mean, obviously... Once you go to war, once you've been trained to kill and think in yeah. those things, you're never coming back from that mindset. You just that sure. changes your life. So, for this to be the cap on what seems to be his tour, yeah. you know, where they had gone through this experience, and this is kind of how things ended up. Yeah, that's one heck of a way to go out. Yeah, I, yeah, one I agree. heck of a way to go out. Now, I have a, did, what no. Were you I was say? just going to just add just add to what your mom was saying is they had already wiped out the whole village as well. You're yeah. right. You're right. So no matter what, they were going to have demons. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> they were going to have demons. Here's here's my thing. This is the difference to me. It's kind of, and I think it's making a nice parallel with what Suki did with Debbie Pelt. Mm-hmm. Because the difference to me is this. It's the difference between first degree and manslaughter. Hmm. Not technically. It was all first degree murder. It mm-hmm. was murder. They had committed murder. But what I mean is, is that in a fit of drug-induced confusion and rage where you inaccurately thought those people were a threat to you and you're in a war zone and you open fire versus cold-bloodedly looking, staring at a woman's face and then going cap, cap. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? There is, I think, an emotional difference in that. That's that's really calculated. Mm-hmm. That's really like you had the time to think and not do it and you did it. And I think it's... So it's worse what Suki did. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying because I think Suki is oddly enough some combination of the two. It was in the... She literally was threatened by Debbie. Debbie was going to kill her. Right. She literally had just killed her best friend but she had that moment to think about it mm-hmm. and she chose to shoot her head off. Terry was strictly saving his own ass and the ass of his friends because yeah, they, had no already, level there. They, they had already killed um, these other people and had they saved this woman 
she was gonna bring it again, bring charges against them. Mm-hmm. That right there makes that that so then that kind of kills me on the the whole character thing that yeah he was covering his own butt. He was yeah. covering his own butt, and like you said, in that moment he had a decision to make. He made the wrong one, but it's very human because people uh-huh. have self preservation. We all have a really strong sense of self preservation, and in his own way, it was it was me or them. Well, this also. This also touches extreme, you know, uh, this has all kinds of overreaching or overarching um, uh, undertones about, you know, what it's like to be in the military, what it's like to be in the military unit. You know, the guy's like, what's the number one? What's the only rule we have to care about? Uh, You know, the man to your right and the man to your left. left. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of mentality is as much as it seems completely uh, unswerving and very one dimensional. It saves your life. Yeah. Uh, At the same time, how does one interpret that? I mean, these the fact that they're touching on these things when they are so much still at the forefront of a current fun, of current supernatural yeah. silly show yeah it's like yeah. it's like well, you know there it's you know. a it's it's a show now about soups and on the, in the meantime they're they're really kind of throwing in some stuff about let's talk about what's happening in the world yeah. that's that yeah. is phenomenally brave i do i agree with you and i think that true blood actually has always, always done, done a great yeah. job of being a really fun to watch enjoyable show that had a lot of silly elements in it and then it, it would it would throw in some themes that were really relevant in our world yeah. But it's funny. I just want to say really quickly, I watched a documentary the other day um, that was about emotions. Anyway, whatever. But one of the subjects in the documentary had PTSD. He had been in mm-hmm. Vietnam. And he said that very thing. He said when he was in Vietnam, it was kill or be killed, kill or be killed. You don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and But when, it, when he came back... Um, that's when the PTSD really, really, really kicked in. And there was another gentleman, a soldier who had been in Iraq who had a similar experience. Um, and yeah, that is the mentality, killer be killed. And the truth is, like, if you're in that mindset 24 hours a day and everyone is the enemy, maybe you make a decision you wouldn't make in your everyday life. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's tough because that's a pretty hard thing to come back from. I mean, we can keep going on and on yeah, about I mean, it. Yeah. Just yeah. breaking it down to the nanosecond of his, of the choice he made and given the situation he's in. And we will possibly even flip flop back and forth. But it, so you kind of empathize and understand possibly. Yeah. What Terry, Terry was going through. Absolutely. And I think that's really cool. Let's also talk about this because here's the deal. I, I have a couple of people that have been saying, oh, I didn't like the fact that they brought in a supernatural element to the storyline. And I had been saying something mm-hmm. similar. Does this story really need a supernatural right. element? I like it. I'll tell you why I like the, the supernatural element of the storyline. There's three reasons. The first one is I like that it's from another culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because the idea of the show is if these supernatural beings exist, if our ideas or our mythological creatures exist well why wouldn't everybody's you know what I mean so I like that it's from another culture I think that's kind of neat and I think it's cool for people to learn about it too it's an opportunity for the audience to kind of learn about something they don't know the second thing is I oddly enough just have always liked horror movies that featured like a vengeance ghost Mm -hmm. I don't know what that says about me (laughs) all vengeance movies are awesome yeah but I I think it's going to force um, Terry to reconcile with what he did and in kind of a really this supernatural element feels possibly the most organic. It makes sense. What happened in the real world gave birth to what it is in the supernatural world. So I like it. Can I just tell you guys what it is? Mm, I mean, I'll read a little bit. Please. Um, I hold on. I wrote it down. The Ifrit. (laughs) You guys, the Ifrit. Okay, so it comes. It's in um, Arabic and Islamist culture. Um, Somebody had had written in comments that. They thought it was going to be a djinn. It is a djinn. Um, it's yeah. a it's a kind of djinn, the ifrit, and it's um, let's see, it's formed from the blood of a murder victim often. 
Jinn can be good, evil, or natural like human beings, and they're one of the three creations of Allah in the Quran, which is human being, jinn, and angels. This is my understanding from, mm-hmm. like, wiki. So if I'm wrong in any of this, please correct me, because I no, was fascinated right. to learn about it. Right. So here's what I'm thinking are two things that could have happened, that will happen for Terry. Okay. One is that an angelic force can come in and he can find forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that will get rid of the jinn. Two, and this is a big one since we'll go into predictions and then or early. Okay. He's not going to survive the season. Yep. So that's, oh, we, yes, I wanted to ask. Do you know all let's, that? Let's your just, mom just let's off just bask the... in the moment of, of that statement. You're just, and I'm done. No, you're Do you mom, know about the? Yes. The, no, I was, I was familiar. You know, when they, when they said it's an Ifrit, I mean, yeah, everything that you said from Wiki. Yes, and <laughs> agree and concur. And, and, and that's, those are, those are my understandings as well. Um, okay. But, um, you know, it's it's absolutely – I want to just touch on the fact that I totally agree with you in the sense that we were talking about how they are creating a complete world. Yeah. And so now we are seeing magical supernatural elements of people outside of Louisiana, yeah. which is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. We're now global. We're talking about you know mm-hmm. the Vampire Authority factions in Croatia and yeah. Estonia and this, that, and the other in various parts of Europe. We're now a Middle Eastern component. This is They just opened the whole thing up. Which is yeah. phenomenally exciting to see because now it's not just about a, f- a few vampires and humans battling it out in Bon Temps. Yeah, it's fantastic. And and you know, as far as good gosh, the the second prediction as far as whether or not he comes or goes or. Mm. Let's save it for predictions. How yeah, about that? Yeah. Okay. Well, we well, we're co- do you want to do you want to talk about no Terry? no no I'm I'm just. Th- you, you guys pretty much hit everything I, you guys said because I have a prediction on what's going to happen. Okay, excellent. Okay. Well, first, before we do that, we're, we're coming up on the hour here, but how about a little bit of news, Oh, JC? that's right. Yes. This is a bit this little, just in. It's news and gossip. News there and we go. Gossip. Keep, keep it kind of light since the episode was so heavy. Yeah. Well, it was reported by CelebrityGossip.net as Anna Paquin was seen stepping out of Boa Steakhouse in West Hollywood late last night hmm. in this ravishing black dress and open toe shoes. And I'm telling no, I'm telling you, that's good because she's she's in her second trimester. Yeah, she, yeah. Is. she is. So she's still rocking it out, looking wonderful. Yeah. Well, she was she was stopped and they asked her about Alan Ball leaving the show. Yeah. And she and I quote she basically said I have a huge I have huge abandonment issues and <laughs> she sends him letters weekly basically seeing if he you know please don't leave please don't leave but she did go on to say that she knows that he by him leaving he left because he knows the show is in amazing hands yes and the show is now going over to co-producer Mark Hudis yes mm-hmm. I believe so and he worked on seasons four and five right so it's going to be in great hands and she has said another another reason why he hasn't slept in six years since they started prepping for the show so I it's bet time for a break for him so. yeah yeah but, well he's working on another show though uh, that's right. Do, do we know what that show is? By chance? And he's well, not, not going to be involved in the show. Yeah, he'll be involved. He's prepping another show. I believe. I want to say North Carolina, but I could be wrong. I'll, we'll bring that up next week. And yeah, just, I'll, I'll find out for you guys next week. And excellent. Yeah, we'll keep it light and keep it short and sweet. And that's just a little bit of news and gossip. Dun, 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 dun. Now, okay, so now that we have the news and gossip, I want to hear your, but I want the music. Thank you. <laughs> yes, please. And now, your <clears throat> After Buzz TV. I want to hear it. Throw it on me because you make some amazing. Yeah, lay, lay it down, JC. Wait, wait. I, I can right. give. Okay, go. 
I almost do don't want to give the Terry one because hopefully we'll have him here next week or in the following weeks. But I think this is could be the end of Terry. I do too. I think really, yeah. yeah I, I do. really, I really think, I think Terry. It's the end of Terry. And my other prediction is, and I wrote this one down because I was looking and comparing, like you know, all the chat, you know, all the yeah. chat rooms and whatnot. The theory floating around, and I kind of agree with it, is that Eric and Bill could possibly kill Lilith because she's going to go after Sookie nice. for her day power, you know, so she can uh, yeah. be a day walker. And this could be a trigger for the Faye Vamp War that we've been alluding to. Actually, we've been talking about since you know for season six. Yeah, but here I am. I think that I think that the the Faye's are already planning that war. I think they have our, a military installation going on. That's okay. what I really think. But what's your, do you have a prediction? I don't know that, I mean, I, I think uh, my prediction, my prediction isn't really so much of a prediction as much as what I wanted to see. And I, we've already alluded to the fact that like I really want to see Jason become this kind of soup hunter. Right. And and mm-hmm. kind of come into his own as like a, a, a much better looking dude Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> who nice. happens to just find himself waking up naked everywhere he goes, which is okay. weird. But, I mean, that's that's just something. I, I mean, they're obviously alluding to it. I don't know. I, as far as a prediction, it's probably not a prediction. It's more of like what – just because I, I really want to see him not be just a guy that he's got a gun. He just wants to just hurt something afterwards. Mm-hmm. But really be – like really take this seriously. Become a, you know, a methodical, trained – Bad, badass guy. Okay, I want to see that from him, as as opposed to some somebody that just keeps having sexual encounters and being like, uh, okay. You know. So you're saying Jason Stackhouse, Vampire Hunter? That's what I'm saying. All right, oh, yeah. that's a spinoff that I think we can pitch, you guys. Yeah, I think we should go pitch it to the network tomorrow. Okay, so <laughs> what's your prediction, Miss uh, Miss Roth? Yeah, well, I I've talked about some of my predictions, okay. but I, what I really what I really think is that we're going to find out is that the fairies have been pulling a lot more strings than we think. Mm-hmm. And that they have been building a power base for quite some time in order to make a massive move. That's what I think. It makes sense because a lot of people said, "What happened to the fairy yeah. storyline since episode one of, of the fourth season?" It kind of yeah. like faded away, but they've been working all along. Where's Claude? Yeah. What's going on? And so. here they are, and here they are, and we're going to see a little bit more of them next week. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this has been fun. We're sad that we didn't have Jenna, but. Please tweet at her, Jenna Bush, and give her your love. In lieu of flowers, send her swords. Send her swords. You can find me on Twitter at at J-R-O-T-H-C, J-R-O-T-H-C, and you should do so. And you can find me at The Everyday Man and on Twitter. Sh- totally should. He's lots of fun, too. <laughs> and you can uh, catch me at Yermonger, Y-E-R-M-A-N-G-U-R. Do it. All do right. it. Follow After Buzz. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes. Please leave us a sweet comment and rate us well. And Absolutely. Watch us on YouTube and do it all, my friends. All right. Thanks, True Blood Lover. Nice. But wait. Spoiler alert. What? Not what? spoiler alert, but breaking news. Kind of breaking. 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 What does Ben Bottomley have for us? Wait. In oh. one week, Breaking Bad Season 5 premieres. Oh. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to do an awesome show for it. Everyone should watch it. Watch that. And hey, as long as we're pitching other After Buzz show, watch me and Jenna on Tuesday nights at 10 from Eureka. <laughs> watch watch JC. On The Bachelorette and on Duets. And you're wrong. And you can watch me on Tuesday nights at 9 for Real Housewives in New York. There you go. Pitch, 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 pitch. Breaking Bad. Hey, I'm from New Breaking Mexico Bad. and I love that. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's, it's it the final the... season. Okay. We know that it's broken in two parts, so definitely starts next week on J- July 15th. Yes. Tune, right in. Out. tune in, tune in. Tune in to After Buzz, guys. 
from Ping.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. But good time. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.